Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 91, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And my name's Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, joining me on today's show is Orly Amour. Now, she is dedicated her life to impacting the lives of 200 million people by helping them realize their own mission-based goals and dreams. Now, her extensive experience as a certified behavioral analyst has made her indispensable as a coach to many influential corporate leaders. Now, Orly speaks three languages fluently. She's an amazing woman. We had a chat before we went live. She's earned her MBA and her law degree. And despite the impressive education and success as a businesswoman, Orly remains remarkably humble, authentic, and a very engaging speaker, which I'm sure you're going to find out in a moment. Now, on today's show, she's going to share why mindset mastery and she's also going to step us through her journey through what she calls the 12 powers. So welcome to the show, Orly. Well, thank you so much, Anne-Marie. This is great. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to speak with you today, particularly when we hear and, and, and see and observe on Facebook and you know different technologies around the world. There's a lot of challenges that many people experience through life experience, um, things that are out of their control. And I love that you're speaking into that when you're talking around mindset, because whilst we cannot change what's happening around us or people's actions, their interactions, we certainly can control how it allows us to be impacted and uh, once we can master that mindset I think many of us will start to be able to step forward to reach the dreams and the goals that uh, we have for our lives but first share with me if you would how did you get into the business that you're doing today the impact and the message that you're sharing is it just something that was um, born into you or were there various experiences and circumstances that led you down the path that you're now on today well, thank you so much, Emery, because that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, it started, well, I was in property management for 25 years here in the United States of Canada, and, uh, and only a couple of people knew my personal story. And even though uh, nobody kind of knew my story, just a couple of people, like I said, I, I still had my own journey to go through and overcome some of the circumstances that I was uh, um accustomed to having mm. and I traveled the world following Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, all these amazing guys, Les Brown and so on. Yeah. And I was healing myself. So I didn't need to share anything uh, at that moment. But also people who go through something like, and I would share with you my story in a couple of minutes, but people who go through traumatic experiences 
think that they're alone in mm -hmm. that circumstance. And they really are. It's just that they think that there's a billboard on top of their head that everybody knows what they went through. Mm -hmm. And there's some shame attached to that. And there's some vulnerability attached to that. And being afraid of being judged or scrutinized or dissected like I was. Mm. And one day, and I was speaking on property management all over the country. So nobody really knew what was going on in my life. Nobody knew that I had something to hide. And I did. I was hiding for a very long time mm. until one of my girlfriends said, Orly, I need you to come and speak at this women's shelter. And you have to do this. And I said, what do you want me to speak about? She's like, I want you to tell your story. And I said, no way, that's not going to happen. Are you nuts? She, she, her and another girlfriend of mine, really, really close friends in Florida who knew this. Yes. And I said, you're out of your mind. I'm not doing it. So for three weeks, she called me every single day. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And I, after three weeks, I was so tired of her calling. I said, listen. What do I have to do? First of all, there's other speakers that speak on this. Yeah. Why do you want me to speak? She's like, Orly, you have such a bubbly personality. Everywhere you go, everybody loves you and hugs you. And you're like a social magnet. That's mm -hmm. her terms, not mine. And I said, yeah. And what does that have to do with anything? You know? And she's like, well, I, and you also live the life that most people dream of. Mm -hmm. So I want you to come and speak about that and, and give them hope, you know? And I said, okay, what is it going to take for you to actually stop calling me? To tell you the truth, I don't want to do it. She's like, well, just say yes. Mm. And I said, all right, I'll say yes. And I had to hire a coach because I did not know how to motivational speak. Basically, what she wanted me to do yeah. is share something extremely personal that I did not know how to do. Mm. And I've been hiding it for so long mm -hmm. that when I did it in public, in uh, the public speaking in, in property management, it was easy. It was something that I did for a very long time. And, you know, it's just problem solving and it's just educating others, but yes. it wasn't the same when you have to share your story. Three weeks later, after coaching and all that, I go to this women's shelter. Mm -hmm. There's about 170 people there. And, um, and that's including the staff and attendees. And something happened after I got to finish my talk. First of all, there was no dry eye in the place, mm. not one. And when I got off the stage, something happened that never happened to me before. Usually in property management, people come to you after you get off the stage and they have a problem this and a problem that. Mm. But this time around, I was approached by women that I did not know who were hugging me, who were thanking me, who were crying on my shoulder, who were telling me, thank you for sharing. Thank you. You gave me hope. Thank you for being here. Mm. Unbelievable. Something that I had never experienced. All that love and, and, and gratitude was overbearing. Really, it was. Mm -hmm. And then there was one lady that came up to me, and she was crying profusely. Like, you couldn't stop her from crying. She was actually hyperventilating. So I said to her, please, sweetheart, you got to calm down. Breathe. She said, no, you don't understand. I said, no, I do understand. You got to calm down and breathe. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, you don't understand. Now, all around us, everything was quieting down because they were honing on on the conversation. Mm -hmm. And, back and, forth, and back and forth, we went, no, you don't understand. And I said, yes, we all understand. And then she yelled at me. She's like, no, you don't understand. I'm telling you, I have goosebumps every time I tell this story. It's amazing. And she took out a piece of paper out of her pocket, and she showed it to me. And she said, you see here, this is how I was going to kill myself this morning. 
I don't remember the drive from my house to the shelter. Because mm -hmm. here, you see, that's not where I was going. Mm -hmm. So I heard you speak, and I want to live. I just need you to show me how. Wow. And here I am bawling. I'm even getting emotional right now talking to you. Every time I tell that story, because it was such a turnaround in my life. Wow. And I started crying. Everybody around us was crying. I was hugging her. I didn't even know what to do with that. Mm, you understand? Yeah. It was my first time motivational speaking. And then I realized something. It wasn't like, wow, this is cool. It was like more, wow, I just saved a life. I know. What an impact. <gasps> and then I realized, oh my God, maybe that's what I should be doing for the rest of my life instead of solving problems for property management. <laughs> I was like, this is what I should be doing. Wow. And then I took it on full force and I, I embraced it. I learned everything I had to do about it and, mm. and started sharing my story. Yes. And that's why I'm so grateful. Number one, for having the career I have right now, it allowed mm. me to travel the world and do amazing things mm -hmm. and not be stuck in an office. <laughs> yes. But uh, more importantly is sharing my story and impacting lives, not only through me, but through my clients as well, who are speakers. And I'm helping them get in front of crowds. Yeah. So today, even though my my bold mission is 200 million people around the planet by 2025, I've declared that since 2010. Yes. <laughs> but today, with every with all my clients, we've achieved 48 million point 48.2 million. Wow, amazing. It was 47.2, <laughs> but I think there was another million added since I've been saying 47. You know, it's interesting you should say that because um, – I mean, firstly, wow. I mean, I often will say to my clients and, and even people that come, you know, on the show, by each and every one of us sharing our message and our story, it is going to impact lives. Sometimes we don't even hear the stories that, uh, you know, that we impact or that the lives that we impact. And every now and again, someone will reach out and say, you know, that's changed the course, the history of my life. And, you know, and, I, and, one, and I'm sure you share this too with, with your clients too. By not getting out there and sharing your message and sharing your story, someone is going to be stuck. Now, imagine if you had have said no to your friend or friends and you would never have known, but that person, the course of her life has changed, which is so important. And our mission of this podcast network is to impact uh, one billion lives. And I remember around the world, I remember one of my colleagues saying, how are you going to do that? And I said, I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I said, because the people that I, we are featuring on our platform, it's their message and their message and, and it's an on flow and right. uh, which is just so very exciting. So let's talk about why mindset mastery. I mean, we've already touched on it, but let's dive in a little bit deeper because this can often be the area that when people start to become more familiar with can really change the course of their life too and circumstance, yes? Yes, absolutely. So let me just backtrack two seconds. One thing that you said, you wanted a billion people, you want to impact billion people. You know, Les Brown says, the how is none of your business. You're going to do it. That's all that matters. You're going to do it and you're going to stay on course and the how is none of your business. That's what he told me too, but he tells that on stage. And I basically also did not tell you what my story was and what yes. I did share on that stage. Yes, please. It's, it's going to take me 18 seconds, 18 seconds exactly. You can time me. And the reason I'm saying that is because I'm over it. So I don't want people to get, get hung up on the story itself. Yes. It's, yes, I've been through quite a bit, but many people have. Yes. 
Mm. And it's not a competition. It's just that we all live it differently. Yes. I was a beaten up child. I was molested four times be before the age of, four of 14. I was raped three times before the age of 22. And I was gang raped twice in a nine month span where I actually was left for dead mm. in a very cold alley. Actually, the doctors could not believe that I actually survived that because it was three days each time in, in a very uh, below zero temperature Celsius. And I should have died from either hunger, dehydration, or um, or hypothermia. And nobody understands the miracle that has mm. kept me alive either way. Mm. I was also married to a very abusive husband, both mentally and physically. And I had four abortions. And all mm. that, all that baggage, if you will, led me to gain a morbid amount of weight. I was 428 pounds at my heaviest. Mm. So... Yeah. Having said that, you know, I had to go through my own journey of healing and of forgiveness and mm -hmm. of things that I had to overcome. I went through all these gurus and read the books and listened to the CDs and just did my own journey of healing, mm -hmm. of understanding. I also took some psychology classes just to understand what does the brain go through. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I was um, a very funny story. I was at a Tony. I was a Tony Robbins groupie. Mm -hmm. I went to um, San Diego to watch a Tony Robbins conference. And at these conferences, you meet amazing people. Yes. And I had been around the world following him. And then uh, 10 days later, after that seminar, I went to Paris and I went to a Tony Robbins event again. <laughs> and when I walked into the auditorium, I saw the same people I met in San Diego 10 days ago. Wow. And here's what I was thinking. I was what are they doing here? Believe me, that's not what exactly what I said. Yeah. And then the second question was, what are you doing here? Yeah. Didn't you get the memo? You're following that. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. And you know, they say, if you, if you do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, mm. you know, insanity, right? So I was thinking, okay, that's it. Basta. I'm going back to Florida. I'm going to get back into my work and just focus, mm. you know? But it got me thinking. It got me thinking about what I've been through. It got me thinking about how I, how I overcame it. And um, one of my friends really pushed me to, to write what I did for myself down. Mm -hmm. But then I took a couple of classes and, and realized that I really wanted to write a program. I had a, I had a mentor mm -hmm. and in, in real estate, but he was a very affluent person. And one day we go for lunch together and he says to me, how are you doing? And I said, well, um, actually, I'm just tired of going to all these seminars and reading all these books and doing all these things. You know, I think something is missing from them. That's why I keep going. And so many other people are going. It's the same people. Yes. And uh, he said, oh, really? What do you think is missing? I think I said, I think it's something in the brain. But I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out what that is. And I'm going to. Um, I'm going to find out what it is and I'm going to go teach it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he was an older gentleman. So he's like, okay, okay. Um, um, okay. You tell, you call me when you, when you, uh, you call me when you get it. Right. Yes, yes. And I said, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll do that. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, six months later, I'm calling him up. I'm like, sir, Martin, I wrote the program. I think it's going to work. And I think it's going to change people's lives. Yeah. And he said, all right, tomorrow morning, you're at my house, 8 a.m. I want to see it. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So the next one, and he's an elderly gentleman. So I didn't think about um, emailing 
I printed the whole thing. Uh. <laughs> Spent the night printing, and two cartridges later, I was at his house. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm bringing it over, and I'm thinking, and I'm there early, because usually that's what I do. I'm always early. Mm. So I, I get there, and I put it on his desk. And um, and and I, he just looks it through, and I thought that he was just going to skim it through. And he wasn't. He was actually reading it. So I'm sitting there, drying up, because I didn't know what to do. You know when you're at your edge of your seat, come on, say something? <laughs> it was like that for me. And then he puts it down after a couple hours later. Wow. It was 10 o'clock by the time he got done. And he puts it down and he says, okay, I have a few questions. I'm like, this is great. You go ahead and ask because I'm fully charged in doing this. So he's asking me all kinds of questions on, on the what if, uh, how did you get that information? What exactly do you mean by that? All of it. Mm -hmm. And I kept on going and answering. And you know, when you're on full adrenaline, you don't feel hunger, thirst mm -hmm, or anything. Mm -hmm. After a while, he says to me, Orly, do you know what time it is? And I'm thinking, okay, this is not the time for that question, right? And I'm looking outside and I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of dark. Maybe it's evening. Maybe it's 7 o'clock p.m. I don't know. He's like, Orly, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Wow. I've been trying all day long to break you down and, uh, and have you ask yourself if you did the right thing, if you have the right information, that you'll go down and check it, you'll go back to it or whatever it is. But... You didn't do that. You answered my questions exactly how you perceived it, and you convinced me. I mean, if you're here for my blessing, this is a good program. You should go teach it. Wow. Amazing. So I started teaching. I left it on the desk, actually. It was six months later. Somebody said, come to New York to teach that program. And I said, New York, Manhattan? They're like, no, Brooklyn. And I'm like, Brooklyn? Because all I've ever heard about Brooklyn is what I saw in movies, you know, mafia, <laughs> drugs. And you're talking about a single gal going to Brooklyn, not knowing a soul. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but they said, no, come, we'll introduce you to some affluent people and you'll be able to coach them on your program. Huh. And I'm like, okay, let's try that out. So I did. And it just took off on its own. Amazing. And then one of my clients said, you know, you should write a book about this. And I said, a book? Are you kidding? I don't know anything about writing a book. And he said, no, you should. You should. I said, look, I think it takes money to, to mm -hmm. write a book. And he said, how much is it? I'll finance it. How much is it? That's, what, that's how much he believed in me. Amazing. Actually, that gentleman walked me down the aisle at my wedding. Oh, was my biggest client. Amazing. And so he said to put it in a book. So I did. And uh, that book came out last December. It's called The 12 Powers We Hold Within the Ultimate Paradigm Shift. Huh. It has to do with the brain yeah, yeah. and I still teach it, but more certifying coaches in that program because I'm doing something else. Yeah. For Amazing. So there you have it. This is how it all started. Yeah. Mindset mastery is the way to go. You got to have mental toughness and core values and understand how your brain works mm -hmm. in order to accomplish the, that inner strength that you have already. Yeah. And recognize. It's so, so true, you know, and I, I love the way that you're sharing your story and how it's progressed because everything that you're sharing is 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 really, um, I mean, uh, the, the story you, you shared, I mean, for anyone to have experienced that, it, I mean, it's just horrendous, really horrendous. But what I love is that, that there was this inner strength in you and you just never gave up on yourself. 
And how many people, even one of those things, it would have been just dreadful for anyone to have to experience. And it, they get stuck in that, don't they? And they never reach their full potential. They're never able to, to impact others and so on and so forth. So, you know, a huge, huge uh, virtual hug for, for sure. Obviously, at the end of the show, we'll give people more information about how they can access your book and really dive deeper into that. But when we're talk, if you're talking about the 12 powers, what are you often seeing individuals, whether women or men or, and both, obviously, where are the, is their biggest challenge, do you find, that prevents them or stops them from even believing that it's possible for, for them, you know, that they can actually change their minds? What would you say is one of the biggest threats to that, if you will, so that we need to be aware of it so that we can shift through that and even begin that journey of healing, yes? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So let's begin by agreeing on a few core principles of the brain. If we could just agree, even if you mm. disagree, it's okay, just take it in. So the brain is like a computer mm -hmm. and we have, uh, and if, if the computer is overloaded, what happens? Yeah, it shuts it doesn't down. Work. Yeah. So basically we work on automatic. We have been programmed to be on automatic. Mm -hmm. Now, the funny thing about our computer, our brain is that there have been, there's programs that have been put there by people we no longer know, no longer care about. Mm. What about the people we do know? There's also something called self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm. We tell ourselves certain things. Our self-talk is something else. Yes. But let's talk about what the brain does. The brain does not know the difference between the truth and a lie. Mm. The brain does not know the difference between right and wrong. And the brain does not know the difference. The brain does not know the difference between um, good and bad. Mm -hmm. Actually, good and bad, wrong and right do not exist. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say to me, okay, Orly, until, until now you had me, but wrong and right and good and bad don't exist. How can you say that? Mm -hmm. And I say, well, actually by themselves, they're not true statements. And that's where it comes to integrity. Mm -hmm. The true statement is something is good for me or bad for me, wrong for me or right for me. Mm -hmm. I can prove that. Mm -hmm. What if I say something can be good for you, but bad for me? Something can be wrong for me, but right for you. Who's right? Mm. Nobody. It's just a true statement to ourselves. Yes. So we decide that. Yeah. And the brain does not know the difference, so it takes it for the truth. Yeah, yeah. And also, right? too, I think if you look at it that way, there are certain things, and we say this all the time, we know that something is going to lead us down to not, you know, like say, for instance, losing weight. That's something we all, you know, we, we, we often hear talk about. And we know our actions, that eating that cake or whatever it is, is not good for us. Yet for some reason here we are eating it, you know what I mean? And we end up beating ourselves up afterwards. And and that right. is in its simplest form, of course, but that enables us and, and often we will, um, and it's a form out of habit and, and beliefs and values, and often we will self-sabotage because we're proving that our beliefs are true. But absolutely, and I think for, for sure that when people are aware of that, the beautiful thing is you can reprogram a computer. So you can mm -hmm. reprogram the brain, yes. Right. Yeah. My first virtual leave says, you know, it takes 45 seconds to change a state, mm -hmm. 21 days to break or, or make a habit, six months to create an addiction, and nine years to create an institution. <laughs> yeah. And the truth of the matter is that if we've done something for six months, whatever it is, it's an addiction. Yeah. You can 
call an addiction anything. It could be something good. Mm. Going to the gym for six months is a good thing for your body, right? Yeah, yeah. But it needs to become an addiction for your body to request it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay? So when we're talking about mindset, it's the way that we think. That's an addiction. If we have self-fulfilling prophecies, if we tell ourselves we're wrong, if we tell ourselves that this is no good for me, mm -hmm. but then, you know, but I'm allowed to do it. Or we give ourselves permission to certain things because we feel that we want the, the instant gratification. Mm -hmm. We don't think about the short-term sacrifice for the long-term reward. So what happens is that it gets combobulated and the brain does not know which way to go. Mm. Which yeah. part do I believe? Which part do I actually act on? Yes. So the thought creates the feeling, not the other way around. Mm. And you know, Maybe. also, yeah, yeah. And what, I'm sorry. No, no. What I was going to say as you're sharing that, I mean, if you think uh, one of the things that you said, and I often will say this too to people, is the brain doesn't know, recognize between what's real and what's not. And, and how often do we wake up, you know, frightened by, because we've had a nightmare and it's like, oh, thank goodness, it was just a dream. Now, our, we dreamt that. So we thought that. And we had that, you know, physical reaction um, to that thought. It's so powerful. So that's, I mean, obviously, we for the for the uh, time that we have left, we're not able to go through all of the twelve powers. But let's just right. share three, and then of course we'll share with everyone how they can get access to the book and dive in deeper to each of those twelve powers. So, what are three of the powers you want to speak a little bit more about? Today? Well, let me share three of them uh, very simply. One is um, the power of focus. When you have focus in whatever it is that you're doing and you don't let yourself derive from that, yes. then you can accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. You don't listen to naysayers. You don't listen to people who are more messed up than you are yes. because they don't know the difference either. They have never been where you are. So maybe you should just focus on yourself and not mm -hmm. listen in to all of the negativity or people who know less than you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then there is the power of um, consistency. If you take on something, you need to be consistently doing it in order to achieve success. Yeah. In anything that you do, if you don't have consistency, if you don't have the right practice, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then guess what? You're not going to get it right no matter what you do. Exactly. You have to be consistent. Yeah. And the last but most important one for me anyway is forgiveness, the power of forgiveness. Yeah. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for not knowing better. Forgive yourself for being in a position of uh, the unknown and, and going through circumstances that are beyond your control. Mm -hmm. You know, you said it very early on, you can't control other people. So let people who hurt you, I mean, love on them, forgive them. That's the easy part. Mm -hmm. The hardest part is to forgive yourself yes. and because, because you keep punishing yourself and there's no need for that. Mm -hmm. No, Those people are no longer around to hurt you. You can choose who you hang out with. You can choose every morning to be mm -hmm. happy or unhappy. It's a choice. Yes. It's a decision. You can choose to forgive yourself. Nobody else can do it for you. You need to do it for yourself. Yeah. And it will allow you to grow from there. Yeah. Those three in itself, I think, um, many people can have significant change uh, in their lives. I mean, if you think about each of those, if we are ab unable to forgive someone for a situation, or ourselves, and that can include, as you said, either or both of, of those individuals, ourselves included, then often what will happen is we'll be focusing on the wrong thing. We'll have negative energy, which is going to impact us. And guess what? We're going to live that out consistently over and over and over. The blame, shame and guilt that often come with that. 
So I think, you know, for many of us, we need to, you know, what are you continuously going over in your head? You need to release it. You need to forgive it, forgive the other person. Um, and I'm a firm believer, and you would have heard this through all of the trainings that, that you would um, have gone through as well. Individuals, each and every one of us, are able to make decisions and choices based on the resources that we have available, our knowledge, and that's the same for others as well. And so often we'll take it upon ourselves that we're the reason for what they did, but it's not at all. It's that not that we're um, forgetting that what they did or saying that that wasn't um, you know, a, a, a traumatic thing to cause, but they did the best at the resources. You need to forgive them and move on because otherwise we're not going to be able to focus on the right things and do exactly. that consistently, and as we do that day in, day out, for six months, you know, if even one month, I mean, that's great, then another month, then another month, and before we know it, it becomes part of uh, who we are. So those three alone, I mean, I can't wait to, to find out what uh, the other 12 are, certainly do that. This has been just amazing, and I think, again, awareness around something is the first part of the journey, if you will, to healing, isn't it? So often we don't realise, what. Well, why am I going through this cycle all the time, as you said, that self-fulfilling prophecy, because something in that needs to change. Unless we do something that changes just something, we can't then um, uh, work towards changing that. So share with people, what's the best way that they can get a copy of your book and connect with you? What's the best way? So there's two ways. Uh, one is, is simple, is my website, orlyamore.com, O-R-L-I-A-M-O-R.com. Or they can go on Amazon.com and uh, look for the 12 powers we hold within the ultimate paradigm shift. And uh, it comes up as the 12 powers we hold within by Orlea Moore. Fantastic. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. And of course, if someone's listening today or watching today who would love to be able to put her message together so that she can go and speak on stages and or do virtual speaking, that's an area that you are uh, supporting your clients in as well. So for them just to go to your website to find out more about those services that you offer? Absolutely. They can actually just go to my website and book a 30-minute free session to uh, just a discovery on where they are, what they need to do, and mm -hmm. and maybe I can help along the way, or maybe not, but at least a discovery session helps uh, focus on what's next for yeah. everyone. Fantastic. Well, you know, you beautifully shared your story, and you know the the fact that you're now helping others to to shift, um, you know, to help forgive what ha happened to them, the circumstances, and really start to focus and develop that consistency around. This is what I want to achieve. Um, I think you must be doing some incredible work and uh, or contributing to that 200 million people that uh, you want to really impact. So uh, thanks once again for coming on the show and sharing your story Thank with you us. Because and, you know, as we share our stories, we said so many times we inspire others to think. You know, if it's possible for her maybe it's possible for me, which we know it absolutely is. It's just we need to make absolutely. a choice. We just need absolutely. to make that choice. Uh, so thanks once again. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been an, a pleasure. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.bethedifferencemovement.com.
That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.